I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl NFL offensive lineman, skill development specialist with Process to Perform, host of the On My Block podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Wall. That's W-A-H-L-E 68. He joins us every Monday. He joins us now. Mike, what's up, man? How are we doing, guys? Does it inspire you as much as it inspires me to watch Daniel Jones play football? <laughs> Unfortunately, yesterday, I think it did. I tell you what, I don't know if it inspires either either one of us as much as it inspires Mark Sanchez, though. Good Lord, is that one-sided <laughs> on that game or what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was almost like uh, like a, a, a one QB that was like unskilled in the league relating to another one and being happy to see him beat out Aaron oh. Rodgers. That's how it felt. I was yelling I was yelling butt fumble at the TV the entire second half, man. I couldn't believe it. You know, I, 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 did, I did find myself sympathizing a little bit with Daniel Jones because there's no doubt, and they're, they're going to move on from him, right? They didn't pick up the option. Um, yeah. They're going to move on from him, and he does have his flaws. Like, I, I, I think everybody that watches him understands that. But on the on the same level, this is a guy who, uh, in a franchise where it feels like everybody's questionable or doubtful week to week, whether it's T- Kadarius Tony, whether it's Saquon Barkley, whether it's Kenny Galladay, this guy shows up to work every single week, makes no excuses, and he has that team four and one. Like, does that not have to count for something, Mike? Listen, he's an NFL quarterback. There's only 32 of them in, in the world right now. You have to give him some credit. I, I'm just super impressed. I said this last week. I've been saying it all year. Like, the, what, Brian Dable is one of those coaches who's just shooting up the ranks for me. I think mm-hmm. him and Mike McDaniel then in Miami are going to be like top five guys relatively soon. He just has that team believing in him. I mean, they, they are a team that is like playing with conviction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play in all, in all phases. And I love that Brian Dable has looked like three weeks ago they go play the Cowboys. He's, he's still dropping Daniel Jones back. And Daniel Jones is just getting the brakes torn off him, right? Evan Neal's losing, you know, getting beat by DeMarcus Lawrence every other play. It's just bad. And so they go play Chicago, and they're, they just start rolling him out, keep passes, everything's quick. You know, play action where he turns his back. So, the, like, when he turns back around, he's not having to read coverage. He just uses his open and throws it to him. You're letting him use his weapons, which I mean by his weapons are his legs. Like, not having to get anti in the pocket. And we have the – and I'm a Packers fan. So, mm-hmm. we have the perfect game. You just watch the Chicago game and go, well, that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they did it. And, and they still won. So, I, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I think Brian Dable I'm super impressed with. He's, he's taken away what Daniel Jones is not good at. 
and he's just accentuating all the positives. No, it, 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 you just think about like, man, if they actually get like a real quarterback in there, how dangerous they can be, and and of course, like some receivers who are available, that would that would help too. On the other side of that game was a, a Green Bay Packers offense that just sputtered in the second half. Um, as you're as you're watching that and diagnosing. Like, what is going on with the Green Bay Packers offense? Well, for most of the second half, I think there was one series where this isn't true, maybe the last series. If they threw it on first, they're throwing it on second, they're throwing it on third. Um, unfortunately, right now, we just, we're just we not meshing very well in, in the passing game. And you see some flashes. Like, even in the first series, we go and get the, uh, we go and get the field goal. But it was a third down play to Cobb that Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers basically you know, pulls out of his backside, just makes this incredible play in the pocket. Throws it through Alan Lazard's hands. Cobbs picks up like like twenty four. Like those plays aren't plays that you are looking in your playbook and going, "Yep, well, we're going to grab twenty four in that one, and then we're going to get eighteen on this next one." They're not gimme plays. And when you look at this offense over the, over the totality of the game, it was Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon can run. They've been running very well all year. We're averaging over five guys. We're averaging over five yards to carry on the ground, and we run the ball less than you know all but like 10 teams, which is, it's just kind of nuts if you say it out loud. Like when did five yards of carry not become a, a, like a gold standard in the National Football League where you feel like that's just not quite good enough to, to run the ball more? So we're running a lot of bubble screens, running a lot of short stuff, some quick slants. And it just seems like at some point Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm a damn thoroughbred, guys. Let me run. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to start airing it out and, and, and we're just missing on those deep plays that I think you're used to seeing him make. And right now, when you miss a couple of those and the defense starts falling apart on the other side in the second half, all of a sudden, it just looks really, really average. And I don't think anybody in Green Bay is used to seeing average. No, it is, uh, it is, it is quite the sight. Uh, uh, some other news in the NFL this morning. Matt Rule fired uh, midway mm-hmm. through the season. Uh, no surprise there. They weren't good. They were never good. I want to focus more on his quarterback. Baker Mayfield is going to be playing for his sixth head coach in five NFL seasons. So um, I guess my question would be, is, is this the last year for Baker before he joins the SEC network? It could be. It certainly could be. You know, when he came out, I thought he was a guy who just showed real promise. Had, I, I liked his swagger. You liked everything. You know, he had good enough arm strength. He's just kind of got those good enough traits. He's, got these, he's kind of fast enough. He's got good enough uh, arm strength. You thought he had the intangibles. Um, I don't know how many teams and coaches – that have ruined potential NFL quarterbacks in this league, uh, whether it's the ownership groups who go through you know, that many people or they get shipped around. It's like Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz looks good. He gets hurt, goes out, and now he messes around with three, four other coaching, coaching staffs. He's going to be on his way out of the league as well. Um, it, it's amazing. And, and Matt Rule is a college coach. I mean, we're not, you know, I know you want to focus on Baker, but it kind of goes to the larger point. Yeah, you bring in a lot of these. You bring in a lot of these coaches in that are college coaches. You bring a lot of coaches in that, that don't know how to teach the actual nuances and techniques of playing the quarterback position. You don't have anybody. You don't have anybody in the room that can do anything more than teach scheme. You're not going to develop these guys, and, you, and the, those owners are going to lose a lot of money, and fans are going to lose a lot of ticket money watching quarterbacks who could be good in this league not make it because they're not being taught the right way. Yeah, you're exactly right. We're talking to Mike Wall. He joins us every single Monday here on the show, uh, host of the On My Block podcast, former NFL Pro Bowl offensive lineman. It feels like we will be talking a lot more about what happened in Tampa yesterday if the opponent was somebody that the nation cared about? Like, it, it, because it's the Falcons and because, you know, nobody expects them to go to the playoffs or because they're not the Bills, it feels like, you know, the, the attention is not there. But, 
I mean, just just watching it, how egregious was that 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 uh, that penalty on Grady Jarrett? It was atrocious. Um, I, I think the NFL has a real problem. I, honestly, I, I think I think they have a real problem with uh, accountability. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a letter out at some point this week that says, okay, that that one could have been a mistake, our bad. But uh, the fact that after all this time, especially on the referee, see the, the penalties that they've changed, the things that they fundamentally changed, whether it's contact downfield, which is a ridiculous penalty that we saw a bunch of yesterday, whether it's offensive, defensive, pass interference, or whether it's roughing the passer more, maybe maybe most specifically, if you can't review these penalties, then I just don't understand what we're doing. Like every other sport, if you you go to the video replay mm-hmm. in, in these situations because it's that important, and this this one in particular. Uh, Grady Jarrett, there's nothing more he can do. And, and honest, I think the worst part about this, and, and, you know, I don't mind saying this, and Tom Brady's been around for 20 years, and he is the greatest of all time, but how many rule changes and how many penalty, how many of this, these things have, have happened directly because it happened to Tom Brady? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why that is. Like, I, I can't, it doesn't, I don't think that helps, helps the NFL sell more tickets. I can't, I can't quite figure it out, but the one yesterday was about as egregious as I've ever seen, and I, I think Roger Goodell and, and, and the guys over the NFL office have, have to do some soul searching to try to make that right. You know, Brady was talking uh, last week about the you know the state of play in the NFL and just how there was so much bad football, and uh, we, mm-hmm. I think we saw that directly here uh, in the state of Tennessee as the Commanders <laughs> had first and goal at the two yard line for a chance to win the game, and Carson Wentz not only doesn't score. He throws a pick uh, to seal the game. Like, how, how does that happen? Like, how can you not punch it in? And I know the Bengals did that later, but at least they it's because they got cute, right? They ran that stupid end-around fake reverse pass. Mm-hmm. Like, they got cute. The commanders just couldn't do it. Uh, what, what's going on with, with, with that offense? Well, they're not very good. I mean, they don't, they don't have a ton of talent. Their quarterback is, you know, the quarterback's same situation as Baker Mayfield, right? He was promising start to his career. He looked yep. like the MVP before he got hurt the first half of that Eagle season. And then you, know, you go through all these different coaches. It's, I can't, I cannot express how hard it is for a quarterback to develop when you don't have the same system for two years in a row. Like it's, it's incredibly difficult. I, you know, not speaking to his personality, his study habits or anything, mm-hmm. that's just an incredibly difficult thing. When you talk about trying to score down on the goal line, everybody wants to pass the ball around instead of punching in because maybe they got big guys up front. Like, the field's compressed. So all the windows that you think you have, you know, between like the 5 and the 10-yard line or 15, 15 yards out, they're all gone. The safeties are up. You can play press man a little bit easier. Like, it's really, really hard to score there, I think, this happened to the Green Bay Packers down on down on the at the end line at the end of their game as well. I think what happens is coaches. No, I mean this is a bigger discussion, guys. But because the quality of play is so poor, and that includes the offensive line and the running game, when you when you gotta have it, like we have, we're you know the Packers have five yards per carry, but when you gotta have it, you throw the ball twice at the end of the game, and you only gotta get two yards to win. So it, it's just one of those things where I don't know if coaches just don't have the trust and belief anymore in some of the things that we used to, and they just rely on these quarterbacks and these schemes and these rub routes and, you know, defensive pass interference and all this kind of nonsense that we've just kind of made up for fantasy football and betting over the last 15 years. We just rely on that to be our offense now when it comes down to kind of what we used to call net cutting time. Yeah, that was, uh, that was egregious. We're talking to Mike Wall here on the show, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL. The Cowboys win again. 
Is that a win that's more about the Dallas Cowboys, or is that a loss that's saying more about the Rams? I think most people that follow the offensive defensive lines of football would have bet that the Cowboys are going to win that game and, and probably bet their mortgage for the month on it because of uh, the lack of production in the offensive line room for the, for the Rams right now. They, have a, they just have a ton of people injured. You just can't get around. They weren't very good to begin with, and then they lost Whitworth to retirement. Um, I think they lost uh, uh, they lost their left guard to the Carolina Panthers, so they they just they were coming into the, the season not very good, and that was kind of one of their weaknesses last year. And then they got three or four guys injured. I think they had left guard and the right tackle or Haverstein, the only two guys that started all year. And you're looking to get the Dallas Cowboys pass rush with you know Lawrence and, and Parsons, I and mean, those guys can rush the passer as well as anybody in the league right now and cause some havoc. So. You couple that with the fact that you know Matt Stafford's not the most mobile quarterback in the world. That's just kind of a recipe for disaster. I don't think anybody's really surprised that you know they got ten points out of that game last night. Uh, Jalen Hurts wins again. Uh, are the Eagles? Yeah. Uh, are they? A, I mean, they. I feel like they have to be talked about in that conversation if they're going to continue. Just, uh, I mean, they're piling up wins and they're doing it. You know, the earnest way. They're running the ball. Jalen Hurts is making plays. Um, what, what's not to like about Philly? I love Philly because they win in the trenches. Uh, I, I love everything about that team. I mean, offensively, you just love the system that they're running. They're not afraid to run the football. They're not afraid to stick to it. Jalen Hurts has become a quarterback that can, you know, can move the sticks and make plays in that offense. Uh, in, in large part because they brought him, they brought him along the right way. We talk about developing quarterbacks. Give your give your quarterback an offensive line and a running game, and you're going to see guys that show a lot more protection. Brad Roethlisberger did that in the early 2000s. I mean, if there's a recipe for success there. Uh, defensively, they get up to the court. I mean, they're defensively, they just got players. And then they picked up Son Reddick out, out of Carolina last year, a free agent. I mean, that guy is a absolute beast in addition to all the guys they already have, Brandon and, and Fletcher Cox. Good Lord, that team is stacked on defense. I, that's that's one of those teams that mm-hmm. it's just like a must-watch every week to me. No, no, I totally agree. Tonight on Monday Night Football, it is Raiders-Chiefs. Was there ever a guy that, that when you were playing – had your team's number the way that Patrick Mahomes has the number of the Raiders? And if so, like, what was it like game week preparing for that? Yeah, you know, the only thing I could, I could think of was, was when Barry Sanders was still in the league. I, I was just getting in the league when he was about to retire. He had, I think, a year or two left. But I remember, you know, he used to drop about 250 on the Green Bay Packers every time we saw him there for a couple of years straight. And uh, guys would be walking through the training room, walking through the locker room. I'm talking about defensive guys now, and they'd be just talking to each other all week. You know, they'd be, uh, hey, take a shot. Don't be afraid to miss. Don't be afraid. If you miss, I'm, if you miss, I'm gonna get him. But if you don't take a shot, I'm just gonna miss, and we're all we're all in trouble. You know. And I remember the first time I saw it. You know, I'm kind of going like, man, I've never seen these guys actually nervous about you know running back before. And then we went to Detroit that year, and uh, I think he got 273 yards on us or something like that. And I went, oh, okay, I get it now. Like it, it, it really messes with you when a guy's got your number, you can't quite figure him out. It. It does a number on athletes for sure. And do you think those are the conversations that are being in, held inside the Raiders facility this week and, 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 you know, leading up to tonight? Well, I can tell you defensively, when you start talking about quarterbacks in particular and guys that are mobile and guys that have the arm strength that Pat Mahomes does, what you, everybody, has a, like, everybody has a plan, right? So the, the defensive coordinator gets up in front of the room and says, hey, we've got a great plan to stop Patrick Mahomes this week. Yep. Right? We're going to, you know, if it's Tom Brady, they'll say, hey, we're going we're, we're gonna to get to his feet. He doesn't like when people are at his feet. Or we're going to box. We know if it's uh, if it's Ryan Tannehill, we're going to hey, we're going to box. We're going to wall off the right side. We don't want him to roll up to the right. We want him to roll up to the left, right? So you start thinking of all these different ways we're going to game plan for for your quarterback. But when it's Patrick Mahomes, it's like, well, let's see. He can run. 
he can probably throw with either hand, and, and if he's throwing him with his right hand, he's going to be looking to his left when he's throwing to his right. We don't, as I, you know, I got two palms up right now in my chair because I have no idea how to stop him. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's not. I'm, I'm a Raider fan, and and I I mean the numbers are just insane. I mean he's he's seven <laughs> he's seven and one straight up. Like I, you know, the only solace that I have is. Maybe he's like looking ahead to the Bills matchup next week. Like that's the only thing that I could possibly. But I, I think he's too great for that. Like I just, I think Mahomes is too great to let himself. The Colts beat him. You know, that's another thing. If the Colts beat him, hell, maybe the Raiders can beat him. I don't know. Mike, appreciate your time as always, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. He is Mike Wall, host of the On My Block podcast, former NFL Pro Bowl offensive lineman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.